Hi, welcome to episode 466 of the Fantastic Forecast. And I'm Dave Elliott, and this is a podcast odyssey. Today, the 466th issue of the Fantastic Four is Fantastic Four, Volume 3, Number 37, from January 2001. There's No Business by Carlos Pacheco with Rafael Marin. So the issue begins back on Pier 4, where the cleanup crew, Damage Control, yes, Damage Control, soon to be a TV show? Maybe. Will it be better than any Fantastic Four movie? Most likely. Damage Control are cleaning up the remains of the FF headquarters, and a guy from Damage Control offers Ben a cigar. And Ben replies that he's given up smoking. Jeez. Joe Quesada has only been editor-in-chief for two months. He strikes fast. No more cigars for The Thing or for Wolverine. Ugh, comics are such a big influence on kids anyway. That's what got me to pick up smoking cigars in the first place when I was 13. Ben goes on about how Sue said that Ben's smoking was bad for their public image, and Reed said it was bad for his lungs. While he's chatting, a dog comes back, sees Ben's foot, and lifts his leg to pee on it. And in the next panel, it's a long shot of Ben and the construction crew, and Ben says, Hmm, I think you better take the dog out. That's his reaction to getting peed on? Hmm. Someone yells out, Timber! Of course, there's going to be an accident on a construction site. There always is. As a cable breaks and a large, heavy object falls toward Ben and some other construction guys. Ben picks up a pipe and swats at it shattering it into pieces. Some stupid woman gets out of the crane and starts berating Ben for playing around. She just about killed a few people by, by, by dropping a big slab of rock on them. And she tells Ben to get a broom and a dustpan and clean it up? The construction guy tells Ben that that woman is the new vice president of damage control, Kathleen O'Mara. And he says that she's good looking, but tough. Real tough. And uh, if she's the vice president, why was she operating a crane? Do vice presidents do that? I don't know. I never did care for damage control, by the way. That's one TV show we don't need to see. And a little uptown at the Daily Bugle. I mean, uptown at the Flatiron Building, headquarters of damage control. Oh, no. Are they really going to be a part of this issue? Damage control? Really? Really? Reed is chatting with a guy from Damage Control, who assures him that their prior agreement between the FF and Damage Control is still valid, and he offers the FF room at their headquarters until they find a new home. I can't imagine the owners of the Flatiron Building would be too happy to hear that idea. Ben comes in, and Johnny is talking to this girl. And Johnny says, I was just telling her about my new movie. Sue hears this, and she reacts with disgust. A movie? Johnny, you can't possibly mean another Fantastic Four movie. You know, at this point, there's only been one Fantastic Four movie, 
and Sue is appalled at the thought of another one. So just imagine how she must feel 15 years later after there's been four of them. Johnny tells him that it's not an FF movie, just a solo Human Torch movie. Which sounds even worse than a Fantastic Four movie. So Johnny has to head out, and he meets with a lady from Hawk Productions outside at Hawk Plaza. He ends up getting mobbed by fans, and he flies away. And a blonde girl in an alley sees him, and she speaks into a walkie-talkie. There he is! You were right! Proceed with the plan! So up on the roof of the building, Johnny is back with that woman from Hawk Productions, and there's a pool on the roof, and she takes him to meet the owner of Hawk Productions, Mr. Hawk. We learn that Johnny hasn't read the script for the movie yet, but he's excited about making it. I don't know about this Hawk Productions. Sounds like the name of a, sounds like the name of a porno studio. Johnny better read that script first before he signs anything. Hawk takes Johnny around to meet some people, including director Bob Diamond, a martial arts star, and, you know, we know that martial arts stars make great directors, and then there's Lon Zelig, an FF, an FX specialist, who Johnny recognizes and mentions that Ben is a big fan of his classic European horror movies. Johnny wonders if this is going to be some kind of martial arts horror sci-fi movie, which sounds kind of cool. But Hawk tells him, Not exactly. The idea is to shoot a western. That sounds like a terrible idea. Just then, the rest of the FF show up, and they yell to Johnny that it's a trap. One of these movie people is a scroll, Which isn't such a surprise, considering that the Super scroll is on the cover. So they attack the movie crew, the director slash martial artist, karate kicks Ben in the head while the rest of the movie crew run inside. The FF run inside after him, and Reed has a scroll trait. a scroll... And Reed has a scroll tracer, a device he conveniently forgets to use later in the decade during Secret Invasion. And they find the scroll behind a wall, and it's not just any scroll, it's the super scroll. He says to Reed, Arrogant fool, do you really believe that you are up to this challenge? Considering how many times the Super Scroll has been defeated by the FF before, maybe he should be the one to question whether or not he's up to the challenge. Meanwhile, in outer space, in orbit, a ways away from Earth, there's a spaceship. And that guy from last issue, the one who was on the farm in Kansas, an old guy named Noah, he's overseeing some repair work to the ship, including some repairs to the time jump platform. Noah ominously asks one of his men if they've tracked the Fantastic Four on Earth and if they're ready for them. If Noah is supposed to be some kind of threat, he doesn't seem like he poses any kind of danger to the FF, but we'll see. Back on Earth, the FF are fighting with the Super Scroll, who, as you know, has all the powers of the Fantastic Four. Of course, the only power he really needs is the Invisible Woman's powers. He could create a force field inside each of their chests and expand it and kill them all very easily. But I guess he doesn't know how to do that yet. Instead, he's just stretching around, punching, and using force fields to block Johnny's flames. Like, isn't he immune to the flames anyway? Why does he need a force field for that? He does get a nice punch in on Reed, knocking him out. And then he says, he doesn't want to, uh, he doesn't want to fight right now. He could crush them all at any time, 
He just doesn't want to. Why not? Hasn't he ever seen a James Bond movie? When you have the chance to kill your foes, take it! Crush away, Super Scroll, if you think you can. And when Sue shows up, he decides to crush her by pounding on her force field, knocking her around. She gets knocked out. Johnny thinks that she's dead. She is dead. And Johnny's all fired up, no pun intended, and ready to kill the Super Scroll. But you would think the Super Scroll would be impervious to Johnny's flames, so good luck with that, Johnny. He tells Johnny to look at his hands, and they're covered in blood. Green blood. That means his dead sister isn't really a sister. It's... it's... it's a Vulcan! Or a scroll. Probably a scroll. Super Scroll tells Johnny he has no orders to fight the FF at this time, so he turns invisible and leaves. And Johnny stands up, and he's like, Oh, thank God this dead chick ain't my sister. He goes over to Reed, who is a scroll as well, and Johnny wonders why the three scrolls showed up, posing as the FF, trying to get Johnny to kill the Super Scroll. Boy, they were really overestimating the Human Torch's abilities there. The Reed Scroll tells a story of how the Scroll Throne World was destroyed by Galactus, leading to a fight for power among the most powerful scrolls in the galaxy, with the Super Scroll being one of the most powerful scrolls. Other scrolls who want power order these scrolls to come to Earth and eliminate the Super Scroll, but thanks to Johnny, they failed. That was your big mistake. They should have tricked Wolverine or someone into fighting the Super Scroll. Johnny takes his scroll to the roof and tells the Hawk production people what's going on, that he's looking for a scroll in disguise, and he guesses that it's Lon Zelig, the, fa the uh, FX guy, and he's right, but Lon, the Super Scroll, breaks out his powers of hypnotism and causes Johnny to forget everything. So some shield guardsmen come to, t to take the scroll prisoner away, but Johnny doesn't remember why the scroll was there in the first place. And the people from Hawk Productions announce their new movie, Blaze of Glory, which sounds destined for a straight-to-DVD release. Back at Damage Control Headquarters, Reed and Sue have their laptop open, and they're using a 2001 version of Skype to talk to Noah, the old guy on the spaceship. He and Reed seem to be old friends. Reed asks, What can I do for you, old pal? And before we can find out what he wants, we have a look in over on Ben in his room, which is a mess. He's got two half-eaten pizzas on the floor, which I find hard to believe. You would think a guy like Ben, he gets a pizza, he's not going to eat just two slices. I eat more than two slices, and I'm not a giant rock monster. Ben seems like the kind of guy who would eat two whole entire pizzas and leave nothing. So he's got some mail, a letter from Alicia Masters. We can't see her address, but there are three stamps on the envelope, so she must be pretty far away. He doesn't open it up. He just puts on a ball cap and a jacket and heads out the door, and that is the end of the issue. No idea where he's going. To be continued next time. And that's it for today. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need any relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can download other episodes of iTunes or find them at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Shades, power, scale, water.